I want to tell you something. <clears throat> I've seen personally in my own life, I've seen it, where we would have, we would be out in the mission field and we have drunk people pitch up. And immediately in that, when you just start to pray, immediately for that person, they're completely sober. Um, how many testimonies, people that even on, on drugs, um, that on totally totally, I mean, hooked on drugs, drug addicts, where we've seen it uh, happen in different parts of the world, people's lives touched, where immediately even, there wasn't even uh, symptoms later, there wasn't even cravings later, things like that, we see immediately people being totally, totally healed and delivered. You know what, this is the God we serve. And I want to tell you something, you know what, um, I, I just just to share that I just believe God wants to do things like this in our lives He wants to break open these things in our lives sometimes where the enemy comes to steal and um, you know it's like I thank God for doctors I told someone that yesterday I thank God for even the new uh, inventions in medication whatever but I want to tell you something God is the healer and he's, He wants the breakthroughs for us so I just felt God wants to bring releases for people this morning and that, um, you know, that will be instantaneously, inter, uh, uh, um, just, uh, well, not inventions, inter interventions. <laughs> and may that be, seriously, I believe it. God's busy with something. Amen, 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 amen. You can be seated, guys. I want to tell you something, you know, sometimes we, we, we are so used to running programs, we're so used to running things and that, and yet God sometimes... He does surgery, he does open heart surgery just in his presence. And um, the, these are the amazing times that we have with God. I'm telling you, he does more sometimes in times like this than any preaching as well. Because the Word and the Spirit always work together. And, um, you know, I, I just want to encourage you. So these are the times I get refreshed. Um, there's times that. I say again, these are the times that I get refreshed. These are the times that I, that I, can I tell you some weird stuff? Is that alright? We're all weird people because we're fearfully and wonderfully made. But I want to tell you something that's, it's, it's, uh, sometimes I, I literally can look at a photo. It might sound weird to you. I can sometimes look at a photo, like of a bird or something in nature. And in a second, I'm refreshed in the Spirit. Don't box how God works with you. Or, you know, because the Word of God firstly says in Romans 1 that God reveals Himself in nature. That's why you have tree huggers. That's why you have people who've missed the plot. They don't realize it's the Creator Himself. So what I'm saying is when we come together like this in these times, his, his, his presence and stuff is like, you just, just suck it in. Just, just, just draw from God, man, I'm telling you. I, I've seen this happen as well, even with myself, where I would literally sometimes, I mean, listen, God is omnipresent. He's present everywhere. There's measures of His presence as well. When you're born again, He lives inside you and me. But there's times where sometimes I just breathe out. Does he not create the oxygen? Sometimes, uh, just give me life. Just give me breath. It's like I, I get this, this freshness. Amen. 
who was just refreshed in his presence this morning? Just, man, I'm telling you, just, sometimes you say, okay, just back up and go home. Hallelujah. Amen. All right. Good. Well, I want to also just build with us and share this word this morning. And um, I just believe God wants to open up things. And for those who are listening as well, that God would want to just break open things for you. The times we are living in is sometimes very interesting and challenging times. And um, um, I, I think what I wanted to share about this morning is basically just that we are yet to represent the Father. And um, some of us that were there on Tuesday night, we were just listening as well, where old Danny Silkenet was just sharing about this, um, uh, just this thing about the Father ladder that a lot of you guys know about, just which we're using one as a tool as well. But there is a perspective of how we experience our Heavenly Father. And um, a lot of it has to do with how we've obviously experienced our, uh, our earthly fathers. And um, sometimes, um, you know, even for me in that afresh and that as well, even Tuesday night again, you know, Holy Spirit, what are you doing? What are you saying? was really just so good for me as well, just to see in that. Um, you know, and it was quite interesting just to see how, how uh, some people, you know, I, I knew God was doing something in the room. Who experienced God touch you in a special way on Tuesday and that with that? that um, really about the Father. So, so a lot of us sit with a perspective of, of our Heavenly Father. He's far away. He's hard. He's, he's not always there. You know, how can I trust uh, Him? Etc., um, etc. Et we sit with fears. We sit with a lot of things. And sometimes just in a moment, Holy Spirit can come in and reveal who He is. And when that happens, something happens internally in us. Because a lot with how we see ourselves has to do with how we see the Father. Hello. And, and I really believe um, a lot how we see ourselves and we see the Father is how we see the world. And a lot, a lot how we read our situation in our nation, our city in our family, in the world, is a lot in regard to how we perceive the Father. And I just felt God, you know, even in this week, and that it was great, just this, like I said, even earlier the week, just hearing this being shared a bit about the Father ladder again, and I just really just felt that the Father is really wanting to reveal His heart. But the church many times does not know the heart of the Father. I'm telling you, a lot of times people are preaching, you know, the heart of the Father and this and that. But I've seen more orphans running around speaking about what they dream of instead of what they experience. Hello? And I really believe what the world needs is an answer. They don't need some, some uh, uh, dream out there which doesn't have legs to walk on. And the Father revealed Himself through His Son, Jesus Christ. So when we encounter Jesus, we could see the Father and understand the heart of the Father. Now, I want to just touch on a few things regarding even our, um, what you might be going through, what, the way you perceive things. You see, because a lot of us, how we perceive things here in the natural is... Is, is, is a lot has to do with how we actually perceive our Heavenly Father. And sometimes... Um, have you heard this thing in that where lightning strikes 
and kills someone or uh, a lightning strikes and it sets a house on fire. Do you know that even in insurance business they will speak about an act of God? Have you seen that? This ship sank. It was an act of God. Hurricane moved through. It was an act of God. This leader died. It was an act of God. This evil leader died. It was an act of God. Do you know the church, us as a church, sometimes we sit with the way that we agree with and the things we say that many times empowers the lie of the condition we're actually in. I'll get you that one now. No. So when uh, we know when there's a storm, remember Jesus, even in the storm, what happened? Did God bring the storm when Jesus was in the boat? He didn't. Who did Jesus rebuke? He rebuked that what was in the storm. Because that what was in that storm was also a demonic, demonic thing happening. So let me just tell you something. Not every storm in that is firstly demonic. Not everything that goes wrong in that because of whatever here on this earth is an act of God. Because God is only good. That is His nature. You see, if, 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 if God the Father brought the storm and Jesus rebuked the storm, then you have a divided trinity. Do you understand what I'm saying? So if we see disasters happening in the world, we see wars, we see things go wrong, whatever, and we point it at God, then we actually have a divided kingdom. So many times the church, the, what, the way we're supposed to repre represent the Father, listen, we're the body of Christ. You, you do realize this. I think many times we forget this thing. You and I are the part of the spiritual body of Jesus Christ here on earth. I don't know if you realize what I'm saying. So the way we walk, we talk, we, the things we do, either represent the Father or we don't. So if you and I have this wrong perspective then of maybe our Heavenly Father, then actually what we're doing and how we're responding on earth due to situations can actually be ungodly or godly. Isn't that so? All right. There's two absolutes in Scripture. The one is, we read this in Matthew 6, we know this one well. One absolute is what's God's will on earth as it is in heaven. Alright, isn't that not so? So, um, there is no chaos there. Therefore, there must be no chaos on earth. 
Do you believe this is the intention of the Father? Alright, I'm glad we're in agreement on that. There's no hurricanes, there's no disasters, there's no this in heaven. There's no violence in heaven. Therefore, there must, none of that must happen here. I'm telling you now, Jesus did not just come to the earth to save you so that you can go to heaven. He came to earth to save you, to have a relationship, but there's a purpose now for you here. You were saved for a reason. Okay. So, the first thing being absolute is God, what's in heaven, God wants to have it. His intention is to see it happen here on this earth. That is why the church is here. Alright? So, we just throwing this bit of a ball here on that, and we've preached years on it, and so um, the correct thing. Um, the same as there is no such thing as rapture. Okay, we're not going to go in there. There's no scripture even in that. I can pull a lot of things out in a reference to there's not even a word like that in scripture called rapture. So we won't even go there. The thing is that was created in the 70s because of the fear. It's fear based. God wants to have a rescue plan for the church to exit the earth. I, my Bible doesn't say that. Alright, so we won't go there, but I want you to understand, because if you don't understand on earth as it is in heaven, then you want to exit. Jesus came to destroy the works of the enemy. He came in to what? Jesus came to do what? To reveal the Father, so that what? We can with Him, co-labor with Him to what? Establish His kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. We're not busy with escapism theology. Okay, now I'm going to stand on people's toes here. Second thing I want to say is this. God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. It's not God's, it's, 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 it's not God's desire for people to perish, but people have choices. Okay, please understand that. He does not desire anyone to perish, but it is choices that we may have, that we make, where we spend eternity. Do you realize that? Okay, so these are two absolute things. It's not a desire that anyone perishes, but that all come to repentance. But we have choices. We have a free will. The angels didn't have or don't have, but he gave it to man. In the Garden of Eden. Okay. So, <clears throat> we see different things happening across the world. We see what happens and um, we know that this is the heart of the Father. Is that, that what is in heaven, we, He wants to see this on earth. Um, we also know this, that every soul that sins shall die. The Bible says that. Every soul that sins shall die. So, but he does not want anyone to perish, but many are perishing. Okay. Right, so what's his will? He doesn't want anyone to die, but people are dying without Christ. Isn't that so? Alright. So, the thing is this, to blame the outcome is many times careless on our part. 
something happens and uh, we blame the outcome and, and, you know, it's careless. You see, if God did not cause the, the storm or the earthquake uh, or cause that death, why did it happen? I'm glad you asked me. But if that person died, this chaos there, that storm there, that disaster there, why did it happen then? Because he left you and me in charge here. You see, there's this, this almost this idea many times that God must do on earth as it is in heaven. That's why the church was born. When Jesus was pierced in his side on the cross, water and blood came. That's where the church was born. Who did he reveal his heart to? The church. Who did he give all authority to? To the church. You see, the power of decreeing things. The power that God has given us to decree things was what? To bring about the purposes of God here on earth. So when we're in agreement about things, we decree things, we, we are seeing God bring about, we, we are yet to bring about the purposes of God here back on earth. And for some reason, there's been this thing that, um, that is lying with God. Well, there's a song that's, you know, that goes, wake up, church. Wake up. You know what, you and I, it's time for us to shine. It's time for us to shine. There are a lot of things that we can blame. And, and guys, there's times I get caught in that thing. You know, whether it's local government, whether you see what's happening in your streets, whether you see what's happening at national level, whether you see what's happening whatever. It's easy to agree with the wrong thing. But when we're doing that, we're actually not bringing what is on, in heaven on earth. Okay? So again, he left you and me in charge here. That's why Jesus said, it's better that I go to the Father. Because I'm going to send, the Father's going to send the Holy Spirit. And He'll teach you things to come. He will empower you. He will counsel you. He will lead you. Alright? So, I want to read a scripture in Micah uh, 4. It's in the Old Testament. Just before Nahum. Just before Nahum. Where's Nahum in the back there? Um, so, Micah chapter 4, verse 1 and 2. It says, yeah. Now it shall come to pass in the latter days that the mountains of the Lord's house shall be established on the top of the mountains, and they shall be exalted above the hills, and peoples shall flow to it. Many nations shall come and say, Come and let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob. He will teach us his ways, and we will shall walk in his paths. For out of Zion the law shall go forth, and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. Okay. Um, You see, we are, we, look, we've been living in the last days since Jesus' time, just by the way. Not, we're not going to. Since Jesus' time, we're living in the last days. Okay. But 
So when we see what is happening, whether there's earthquakes, whether there's destruction, yeah, we hear across the world because the media is so much there. You have a typhoon, hurricanes, you see this, you see volcanoes. It's been happening for the last 2,000, even longer years. But the thing is, yes, um, in the last days will be earthquakes, but it also says one is the target and the other one is the answer. One is the target, the other one the answer. So the thing is, all I'm saying is don't create a theology around a person who, for instance, for example, did not get healed. Something went wrong, yeah, now you create a theology about it. Um, but what about the one that did get healed? You see, today what we normally would hear in the media is that if it was a pool of Bethesda and the guy waited 38 years and he gets healed... Do you know what the media would have reported about the rest that was sitting there and never got healed? So we hear in the media, we hear things of, of this is happening in that world. Do you know how many amazing things are happening on this earth right now? Who tells you that? Who tells you that? You hear the car accident, those people were killed. But praise God, you hear about someone's getting a car this weekend coming. And it's beautiful new, you know. Nice, red. What about the person that, oh yeah, but that person died. Well, what about those that have just been saved, that come to know Jesus? What about that person was physically healed? What about, do, do you understand what I'm saying? Don't create a theology about the disaster. Because it's just someone who did not... Respond. Someone never got healed there. Someone never... That is a, a thing that happened. But don't create a theology on that. You see, all the scriptures speaking uh, uh, of, the, of the end times are divided into basically two groups. The first one being the battlefield, alright, that God is sending you and me into. Scriptures divided into this. The battlefield God is sending you and me into. I told you, when you're born again, you're born into a battle. Christians don't get it. It's, it's, I don't know. We're born into a battle. Alright? And the secondly is that the other is the promise He sends in with you into the battle. So we're born into a battle, but God sends us with a promise into the battle. He gives us His truth. He gives us His word in our situation. Beauty for ashes. There's a promise God has in the disaster we see. There's a promise God has in the loss we see. So God sends us into a battle, but He sends us also with the promises in our situation. Whatever your situation is, there's an answer. Even though it is impossible, but He's called you now to live in the place called impossible. That's why we become the answer. That's why we are the solution. If the church is not the light and the truth, there's, nothing, there's no hope in the world. Do you realize that? He's left us in charge of this place, guys. Don't forget it. We have all authority. The enemy would want us to, get the, to think that we don't. The church has all authority. All right? So theology is to be based in the promise for humanity. Okay? So... Um, if, 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 for instance, I'm, I'm on a building here and I jump off the building and I break my leg, 
Alright? What has happened? I violated the system. Does bad things happen to Christians? Yes. <laughs> but sometimes there's things that I violate. You know, I haven't rested. Or, or I'm anxious about a thing I shouldn't be anxious about. I violate the system. There's a repercussion. Okay? So if I jump off the building and break my leg, you know, there's, there's repercussions to jumping off buildings. It's not good for your health normally. Okay? Um, so, it's like... <laughs> can I use a yeah, stupid example maybe? But someone comes here and says... Um, actually knows some of these situations come and says, you know, I don't understand isn't that, you know, Christian girl um, but I, s- I slept around and I'm pregnant and, you know but I don't understand what happened well, can I tell you the story about the bees and the birds who's, now it's God's fault yeah why do you think abortions happen no, it's, it's, you know, this, is happening, this is God's fault. Come on, man. One plus one is two. You understand? So, if I jump on the building and break my leg, I have repercussions. There's consequences. There's things that happen to that. So, instead of creating a theology blaming God, we need to understand Scripture. Like, life and death is in the, in, is in the power of the tongue. What I'm saying is what I'm going to also reap. Do you understand? We, we take things, but we don't realize there's implications in how we live as Christians, okay? So, um, blessed, listen to this, blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. So I've been working through some of these issues with my neighbors again this morning. <laughs> Not that neighbor. <laughs> You know, with my guests in the guest house. And we have a party starting at uh, 7 this morning next door. Starting. Jesus. Two weeks ago, you know, and you phone the owners, and you phone this and that, and then it's quiet. You know, I'm, I've, I dealt with the things actually, it's another day for another story, with where Candace then was staying, because we had a similar thing, until I took hold of God. And then God took hold of me. Anyway, so I was working through this one through about blessed are the merciful for they shall obtain mercy. You see, if someone around me does something stupid, okay, stupid, um, and they don't show mercy, it's saying I will do something stupid and need mercy. Alright, so... The Bible says this, if you correct your brother, and when you correct your brother, do it in a spirit of gentleness, lest you also be tempted. Okay? So, if you treat someone arrogantly, never happens to you at work or anything like that. If you treat someone arrogantly, what will do? It will also influence you. Why? Because you did not show mercy. Because you did not show mercy. Blessed are the merciful, because they will receive mercy. Okay? Um, 
this thing I sent out this morning. Um, forgiveness is not the absence of pain, but the presence of mercy. Forgiveness is not the absence of pain, but the presence of mercy. Okay? So, Proverbs. In Proverbs, there's a scripture that says, A wise man scales the walls of a city and pulls down the walls in which they trust. A wise man scales the wall of a city and pulls down the walls in which they trust. What's the stronghold of the city? That what they trust in apart from God. That what they trust in apart from God. Okay, so, wisdom, what you carry, alright, elevates you into a space of influence. So, Proverbs saying basically, when you carry wisdom, it will elevate you into a space of influence. To pull down cities, to pull down things, strongholds. Okay, so, progress and intercession are powerful to impact situations. And I want to, I want to, I want to say this, sorry, a prayer and intercession. Prayer and intercession. So you're in a certain situation now. It's your neighbors, like me. And I've seen this work. And sometimes, you know, you and I go through tests and we work through certain things and then we go through the same test again. Have you experienced that? That thing I said about you, the Lord says, you know, be faithful your finances, so this, this, whatever, and you do it and you get your breakthrough. You get the same test again coming around. Not the same way it looked last time. So, you know, these are one of those things, okay, Lord, okay. But this is making me strong because I realized, Lord, I got through this previously. This, I need to apply these things again. So prayer and intercession is what I used, how we actually obtained property next door to us last time. Some of you know how it happened. So, again, it's the thing of Lord, prayers and intercession are powerful, okay, to impact situations. Now, Jesus says, Whatever sins you forgive, listen to me carefully. Jesus says this, whatever sins you forgive, I forgive. Whatever sins you forgive, Jesus says, I forgive. I don't know if you realize how powerful statement that is. Whatever sins you forgive, I forgive. Whatever sins you retain, I retain. Hello? Jesus leaves. Before he leaves, he gives all authority to who? The church. He put us in charge of this earth. We complain about government, we complain about this and this, but he puts the church involved. The condition of the city, the condition of this world is a direct result of the condition of the church. Alright. So yeah, he says, he says, right, he says, I want to teach you on prayer, and I want to teach you on intercession, I want to teach you about decreeing things. Whatever you don't forgive, I won't forgive. Do you know that sometimes we prophesy? I mean, we speak prophecies and stuff over places and that? God says, I will retain it. I'll keep that what you've said over them.
What's prayer? It's conversation and agreement. Alright? So, you see, we're in a covenant with God. So therefore, God will respond to our values or what we agree with. So it, 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 is, it is possible, listen to me, it is possible that a group of people on earth not experience a move of God because the church will not grant them forgiveness. You know those Arabs? Do you know ISIS? Do you know my boss? Uh-huh. Do you know my brother? Do you know that neighbor? Is it possible that a move of God has been withheld because of what the church has agreed upon about a nation? I said this to you before, and it's been posted a lot. This was happening about a year and a half, two years ago already. They're posting it now. The brother, the, 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 the guy who head, headed up ISIS, the brother, got saved. Do you know that some of the royal family in Kuwait, even Saudi Arabia, these guys are getting saved. Some of the princes are busy being saved. You didn't know that. What about the government? Can it be that they're not experiencing a move of God because of the church? Can it be that neighbor, that nation, that whatever there, that is not experiencing a move of God because of what the church has decreed and agreed upon? What does it mean to be representatives of, of a forgiving God? You see, what measure of the will of God do you want to live in? What measure of the will of God do you want to live in? You see, on earth as it is in heaven, or as a soul sins, shall die. The measure is determined by the place I take in that role. So, Ezekiel... um, we know there's a story in that we in the book of Ezekiel that the Bible says that God looks for a man who can stand in the gap. You know the story, alright? So God is looking for a generation in you and me who can also stand in the gap. You see, God is looking for people who stand in the gap for those that are actually jumping off the building, breaking their legs. To you, when you show mercy, mercy will be shown to you. Alright? Are the people standing, defending the people who did not deserve it, like we did not deserve it? Are we standing in the gap for people that are going to help? I'm challenged by this, guys. For me, black is black, white is white, there's no gray areas. But what, what about mercy? What about grace? 
I'm speaking of a nation or someone who did wrong. I, I read this now recently again. Now, in America, uh, I think it was the one person who also killed the daughter. Oh. Guy who murdered, I think it was the only child. And God said, said, I forgive him. I can only forgive him. I think God was executed. No. I'm thinking, you guys, it's easy to say this. And yet God wants us to do this. Because we are the answer. We're the light. We're the salt. And I'm telling you, we've forgotten who we are. Because we've believed enough lies about who the Father is. And that's how we see ourselves. And the way we see ourselves is how we reveal ourselves to this world. Are we going to stand in the gap? You see, there are powers at work which were not sent by God and do not reveal His work. We must stop taking the warning He gives us and make it the definition of God's will. You see, God's will is the redemption of man. This is God's will. His will is the healing of the planet, the, the healing of people, the healing of families, the healing of society. The reason why you have favor with where you're at, your family, your work, your business, is so that you can actually reveal Him. That's why you have favor. That's why God blesses you for purpose. He prospers you for purpose. That's why you have favor in your life for those around you that's asking about, that asking, they seem wisest. Wisest that your crops grow in a drought and mine don't. Well, let me show you. We want His order and mercy on earth. Our prayers release Him. And I want to say again, forgiveness is not the absence of pain, but the presence of mercy. And when we show mercy, we receive it. Do you know what? I want to challenge you even this week to show love to people that don't deserve it at all. Give love to the least person that you would want to give love to, even in this week. Even in this day. Show mercy to someone who doesn't deserve it. Because that's you and me as well. We've been put here to reveal the Father. On earth. As it is in heaven. We've been put in charge here. Despite all the things that are going wrong. Despite that what is not working. We've been put here to stand in the gap. To show mercy. Because if we don't show the mercy. How will they know His mercy? Jesus says this, and I want to end off. He says, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. We're the answer to this nation.
with the answer to whatever challenge or problem there is, you and I. There's, there's no other salvation plan, by the way. Just, by the way, there's no other salvation plan. Jesus came. He said, it's finished. It's done. And he said, yeah, church, you must spirit your body on earth. You reveal the Father now. Step in this place. Amen. Let's stand to our feet. Father, we want to represent you well. We don't want to react to the world, but we want to respond in the right way to the world. We want to respond in the right way, the way you would respond, Father. And Father, sometimes when our emotions and our frustrations build up, help us even, Lord, that we'd be the answer, that we'll be the cure, we'll be the solution in the situation. Because you've put us as a church to bring about transformation, to have a culture of revival wherever we go, that transformation takes place. I pray for transformed hearts, Lord, that the world in us will be transformed, that we can transform the world around us. And thank you, Father, for lives that are not just filled with information, but lives that are filled with the transformation transformed lives. In Jesus' name we pray for this, Lord, that we can represent you well, Father. And the world will see the Father in us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 God bless.